Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Before we get started, I have the usual reminders. Weekdays at 8am Mountain Time, you can watch me live stream my Days Gone playthrough. I take on hordes, talk shit about rippers, and lay waste to ambush camps, all before I've had my morning cup of coffee. You can find me on my YouTube channel, 8-Bit Terror. You can get your Days Gone-inspired merchandise at daysgonepodcast.threadless.com. There are tees, tanks, stickers, pins, notebooks, mugs, art prints, and more. And it all ships internationally, so you can rep your love of the game all around the world. All right, today's topic is all about taking a really different approach to the way you can play Days Gone. It takes planning, it takes skill, and it takes a lot of gutsy moves. And I'm not talking about survival mode. I am, in fact, talking about speedrunning. Today, joining us all the way from Estonia in Eastern Europe is Olaf, better known on YouTube and Reddit as INZ002, also known as Inzu. He's a Days Gone speedrunner who holds the world record time for any percent, and we'll explain what that means in a minute. He loves everything related to building PCs, learning various skills and trivia, and sharing his knowledge with others. Hello, Inzu. How are you doing today? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> It's great to be here. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Let's talk about Days Gone first. How did you first come to find Days Gone and fall in love with Days Gone? I actually work in a computer store uh, here in Estonia, and we had a promotion for Asus. They were actually giving away free copies uh, of Days Gone with the big purchases. So we added the trailer uh, to our product pages. Obviously, I had to look at the trailer, you know? <laughs> I had to. And then I was like, hmm, this seems interesting. And that just happened. <laughs> yeah. You just picked up a copy and you were like, this yep. is cool. Yeah. What kind of games do you normally play? Is Days Gone the kind of game you normally play or is it a little different? Or do you play a lot of different games? What's, what's your usual go-to for video games? Just about every genre possible. Um, I used to be, play a lot of Dota 2. I don't know if you know the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a multiplayer uh, battle arena, basically. But I have been on StarCraft, Diablo, anything Blizzard related, uh, any kind of uh, horror game I could get my hands on, starting from uh, the good old uh, Blood from Monolith Studios. Mm -hmm. um, like... There's a lot of games I have played over the years. Uh, my gaming journey first started around 95 when I picked up uh, NES. And mm -hmm. it has been around 27 years since then. How many times do you think you played Days Gone? Unfortunately, I have lost my count. I know by <laughs> hours. I know by Steam hours. How many hours? I have played 750 hours. Um, that's not a lot, because I know uh, Sponicus Rex, and you have probably beaten me on that uh, part. <laughs> I mean, I'm only a little ahead of you. I probably put in about 800, so only a tiny bit more. We're, we're definitely in the same ballpark. Sponicus Rex, yeah, has like 2,000, and I know Borislav247 has 
over 2,000, uh, probably close to 3,000 knowing him. And um, there's a, a guy who's on the live streams all the time, goes by W.D. Henderson, and he has played the game 29 times. I think he's coming up on his 30th playthrough. So he definitely has thousands of hours in. I'm not sure of the exact count, but yeah, we, we're noobs to the game by comparison <laughs> to some yeah. other people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then again, I just picked up the copy when uh, the PC launch started. I think it was a month or two after it. Yeah, I don't have that much time to do it daily because full-time job plus school plus uh, daily life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's uh, like hour here, hour there, like per day. Uh, you said you uh, go to school. Are you studying something to do with video games or computers? Or what are you studying? Currently, I'm learning to be a software tester. That seemed interesting. And well, I'm a web content manager. So uh, there's a lot of things I can already use from the courses. It's interesting. I love learning new things. I love teaching new things. Mm -hmm. It's like I love sharing knowledge. I love I'm like a sponge that takes in knowledge and like filters it out and uh, tries to make it more reasonable. Yeah. And I've seen you do that with Days Gone. And I want to get into the, the uh, nuances of speedrunning and kind of what it is and, and why you do it in just a second. Uh, but I've seen you put together a lot of videos on how to speedrun and, and how to do various things in the game. So you definitely have that kind of, um, you can tell you're someone who loves to share knowledge. You love learning things and you love to share it, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm not good at it yet, but hopefully one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speedrunning is something that is a very particular talent. I don't think I could do it. I don't even know how you do it, which is why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. I don't even know how you do it with something like Days Gone. Uh, I've seen speedruns of like Super Mario and shit like that, like older games that are very small. Um, but with Days Gone, it's a huge game. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk about speedrunning in general. What is speedrunning and why do you enjoy it? For me, it's... Um, okay, I'm going to start with my personal thought, then I'm going to get to what what the heck uh, it is, actually. Okay. So, my personal thought here is that I love the strategies and all the research and all the communities that basically build and share the knowledge. That's my personal thing. Mm -hmm. And um, speedrunning in general is there are different kinds of people. There are people that uh, discover strategies. There are people that actually play the game really well mecha mechanically. Mm -hmm. And uh, they basically come together to beat the game as fast as possible. Uh, usually yeah. it's done um, story-wise and it's called so, any percent. So the goal of that is to, as quickly as possible, get to the end credits? End credits. Yeah, end credits, absolutely. So find out what side missions you can skip, how you can jump ahead in the story quickly in the shortest amount of time possible. Exactly. Now, why? Why would you want to do that? Because for me, Days Gone is a game that I love to be in the world. I love to go slowly. I spend about 90 hours playing each playthrough. 
I love to just drive around the world and see what I can discover and really just soak up the atmosphere. Obviously, you don't have time to do that. So what enjoyment do you get out of speed running? Why do it with something like Days Gone? Um, for example, if you spend the time to actually drive through the places, right? Mm -hmm. Do check every corner. I do. Like for any I, kind I of do. details. Yes, I'm... I'm yeah. I started gaming, just a little side story. I started uh, my love of gaming and started really understanding video games and getting good at video games through games like Tomb Raider and Silent Hill and Resident Evil. And those are games that are very scarce with resources. You don't find ammo very often. You don't find health very often. You have to look around everywhere to find things. So I kind of like trained myself or, or that became my game style is to search everywhere because I'm worried about not having the resources. Days Gone actually isn't that difficult. There are resources everywhere. You don't have to do that. My current playthrough, I'm trying to break this habit of picking everything up, looting everything, finding everything. Um, but I still, I can't help it. That's just how I like to play games. That's how I've always played games. So the idea of just skipping through things in Days Gone, it it kind of makes me a bit nervous. I'm like, but 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 what if you miss something? What if you don't have enough ammo? Or what if you don't have this or that? Obviously, you've proven me wrong that it is possible to to do it in a different way. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's not something that I naturally understand. It all st uh, started from my stepfather, actually. Um, mm -hmm. He was the kind of person who scavenged everything. He played a lot of Diablo 2, World of Warcraft, and he was the guy that was a farming machine. Literal farming god. Uh -huh. uh, when everyone on the guild were broke, he always had like a ton of money, ton of skins, ton of like every kind of resource you could get your hands on. I discovered that I kind of liked the min-max. Mm. I kind of like uh, to optimize my path and like, but that still involves me to know, me knowing like uh, what's behind every corner. So I know what to take, what to skip. And it basically goes like that. So it's in a way finding efficiency, finding exactly. the purest, most efficient way like minimum effort, but maximum gain. Yes and no. <laughs> uh, Speedrunning is hardly about minimal effort. I, yeah, sorry. I don't mean in, <laughs> I don't mean to, to undermine your effort. No, I know it's a lot of effort to figure it all out, but I mean, in terms of the, for Deacon, Deacon's putting in the minimal effort in a yeah. way, um, you know, picking up the fewest items, knowing exactly what you need and only going with that, almost like a Spartan kind of way. But you're right, it does take a lot of effort to know what you need to pick up. But then again, uh, I, I kind of still ca can't fight the urge that I have to pick everything up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny that you actually um, mentioned uh, Survival 2 at the start. My first playthrough was on Survival 2. Oh, really? Yep. And my first speedruns were on Survival 2 because nobody else was doing them. Are there a lot of people that do speedruns of Days Gone? Um, there's a few. Uh, we have a really small community because the game is long. Right. Y you know that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are two kinds of people that basically have played Days Gone. There are the ones that really love the immersion of picking everything up, doing everything, like exploring everything, doing everything possible in the game. And there are those who did everything and uh, thought, man, it took me so long. Why? <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? I hate the game so much. So they're like the people that love the game and the people that hate the game because there's same kind of people that did already everything, mm. but they're like, the game is too long. But then They've again, done they, it all. They don't want to do it again. Yeah. But for me, it's like kind of have done it all, but now I want to do it from another angle. A, a few months ago, I started my knife-only playthrough on Survival 2. Oh, right. Yes. That was you. I saw Unfortunately. That. Unfortunately, <laughs> I lost my save files and I lost the last bit of my recording, so I have to do everything again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I managed to get to Wizard Island with some rocks, uh, a lot of knifing. <laughs> Did you do a lot of stealth killing? Yes. Um, almost all stealth? Yes and no. Depends. Um, mostly, yeah. Uh, at the early game, Deacon on Survival 2 is, well... He's weak. <laughs> yes, yeah, you do start out weak. Get hit twice and you're dead. So uh, you better know how to stealth. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the beginning of the game is how stealth-oriented it is because I love to play stealthy. That's how I like to play. So the beginning of the game is my jam. As it gets later in the game, I enjoy it. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Maybe that's why I always end up restarting the game why I love it so much, because that first part is what I love. And I want to do it again. I finish the game, I'm like, oh, I want to go again and just start playing it. The second exactly. time, third time, fourth time, and so on. That's absolutely how I feel. The first part of the game, uh, I would say, is the most interesting part of the game. Because you have this, you're, you feel scared. Mm -hmm. You feel uh, like under-equipped, because anything can kill you. And yeah. it's uh, similar to another game that has a lot of uh, love-hate relationship, Doom 3. Mm, I haven't played that one. I played Doom 2016, uh, which I think is Doom 4, uh, which I loved, but I haven't played Doom 3. Doom 3 is a weird product. Um, if you know Doom, it's uh, players usually love it for its fast-paced gory action gameplay, like everything is so fast. Mm -hmm. But Doom 3 was a, basically a survival horror type game. So you started out as this meek little soldier with his pistol. And mm. that's it. That's, that's it. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. <laughs> you just, and you can't even uh, like, uh, modern games have this, uh, flashlight toggle you have a flashlight here somewhere on your uh, like chest mm -hmm. over there you just have to take out the flashlight and show it around and you couldn't even equip a weapon at the same time oh so you either have your flashlight or a gun not you either both. see or you <laughs> or you don't <laughs> or you can defend yourself <laughs> yeah uh, you could hit with the flashlight but it basically did nothing um, right it has a really mixed feeling about it 
but personally, I really liked it. So it's like first part of Days Gone is like a survival horror game, especially mm -hmm. if you're playing a survival two. If we're talking about uh, like as you get past Lost Lake, it turns into Doom to uh, 2016. You are overpowered. You get you can get hit by a lot. You can uh, take on like 500 enemies at once if you want to. <laughs> it, it, it feels like Doom. It's the best comparison I have gotten thus far. The other one is it's a mixed of like a mixture of uh, Witcher and The Last of Us. Yeah, I like the Doom comparison. I'm going to have to play Doom 3. That sounds, sounds pretty cool. I think I might like that. So let me ask you, speedrunning, do you speedrun every game that you play? Have you done speedruns of Doom 3 and, and uh, Diablo and things like that? Or is it only certain games? Um, I have tried in the past, but nothing really clicked. If you want to be a speedrunner, it has to be a game that you really love. You're going to play it until you vomit. So <laughs> you might as well play a game that you really love. I have tried it with Diablo 2 in the past year. Um, didn't have any success, but it was still fun learning, like all the mm -hmm. strategies, etc. From the newer games, uh, a few months ago, Scorn launched. Oh, yeah. And I tried out that. It's really interesting to see the developments in the community, like all the skips being found later on, like some weird glitches, etc. Overall, the run that I did was glitchless because I did it one week after the leaderboard was opened and there was there were like no uh skip strats no nothing right and you had to uh, play the game as it was intended basically just faster first thing i did i got beaten by the boss uh like 60 times in a row <laughs> like there there is a boss there that is pretty strong and i got uh -huh. beaten by it around 50 times in a row just to master one strat. Wow. So I knew that if I get to the end game, I don't I don't have to think about the boss anymore. I know ins and out about that. So as I learn about everything else, which are like puzzles, etc., like the uh, actual uh, map layout and other than that, everything is good. <laughs> do you take a lot of notes? Do you like write things down or do you have it committed to memory? Depends. Um, I don't know if I have the uh, notes for Scorn somewhere. Yep, I have them. That's it? That's it? Just one piece of paper? <laughs> yeah, one piece <laughs> of paper to the uh, filled to the brim with uh, stuff. Uh, mostly about puzzles, uh, where to go, etc. Scorn is a pretty short game. As a casual playthrough, it takes around six hours. Oh, that is short. Yeah, that is short. But it's an uh, interactive art gallery. If you can call that art, depends on uh, your uh, tastes. Let's let's yeah. say it like that. So, scorn usual casual playthrough is about six hours. How quickly can you do it? One thirty-one was my best time. And, one hour thirty-one. Uh, yeah, if I practice more, I might be able to get it one twenty-seven or something like that. The current world record is one twenty-four. There, there's not a lot of room for error, basically. The 124 is using some of the skips, the glitches yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, uh, that, that, that is the newest uh, speedruns for the game. Uh, without glitches, I think it was 125 
high high 125 so there's like two minutes of like small skips being found that's not much for example in days gone as well it's kind of glitchless maybe we'll get to that later because it's it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> so okay let's start with the numbers i do days gone in about 90 hours maybe a little less maybe a little more i'm not entirely sure uh, but that's how long I take to complete it. And I do all the side missions and I do, you know, wandering around and I go, I don't have an efficient kind of route that I take. I have a somewhat efficient method that I follow, but it's not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I will go across the map just to like go do a mission I, I feel like doing or something. You know, I'm in Belknap and I'm like, oh, I feel like I want to go to Lost Lake right now. Let's just go. So I, I kind of meander. I take my time. How long can you do Days Gone in? How many, how many hours is the quickest speedrun that you've done? The quickest. Let's start with New Game Plus. Uh, I don't really like New Game Plus uh, because of the reasons we talked about before. I love feeling weak. I love uh, getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that is six hours and 26 minutes. Wow. Uh, Current world record for that is under six hours. Wow. You do and this is so we're just we're not talking side missions or anything like that. Obviously, you just said it's the quickest way to get to the end credits. But that's incredible. Correct. That is any percent. Right. Um basically. Um well, new game plus uh story. Pure story. Okay. Now let's talk about any percent, which is pressing new game. No not that Plasting. <laughs> right, right. A fresh start, a clean a fresh start. slate, uh, new yeah. playthrough. Uh, there are some caveats to it. Challenge patches are allowed. As we have no uh, ways to uh, like check during the gameplay if we have the challenge patches on or not. Also, challenge patches are hard to uh, get rid of. Do you have the challenge patches? Have you done the challenges yourself? I actually didn't do my challenges. <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh, do that at some point as a speedrun. I'm going to learn oh. the ins and outs, and I want to do it uh, like as as efficiently as possible. Probably I'm gonna hit up uh, Borislav videos because yep. the guy is a master. He seen... has such great understanding of the ins and outs of all the challenges. Like not only just how to do them, but why you do certain things. What's actions you take give you points to increase your score and he's done the math on how to game it so you can ignore some things but as long as you do this other thing you'll get enough points to get gold it it's incredible he's put so much thought into everything uh there was actually a small tip that i found on reddit uh, a person commented on about boris Love's video it was a bike racing challenge and if you land from a jump uh, on a 45 degree angle with your bike up and press nitrous while landing, you get a small boost, a small speed oh, boost. Oh, interesting. Um, that is one of the things I implemented into the speed run as well uh, during the fir very first mission, because over there you start out with the maxed bike. On the first level, you start out with the maxed bike. Probably everybody knows that, and then you promptly lose it. <laughs> so. Let's talk about the any percent runs, which is I am the current uh, holder for the fastest times. Um, 
before that, there has been many uh, people that have uh, done the runs, and there's a lot I have learned from them. Uh, I absolutely adore the community. Every every runner that has put uh, time into it, developed new strategies, etc. They're amazing. Shout out to few of them. <laughs> I Kevin from Ireland, um, Hess, Matt the Ogre, and uh, Meta from US as well. Uh, he's a huge uh, part of uh, speedrun community. He uh, develops uh, all the timers, etc., for different kinds of communities. So every last part of them have been amazing, and there are more, a lot more. Uh, these are just a few that have done like major breakthrough runs. It has been a big honor to like race against them. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. There's such a strong community with Days Gone and obviously with speedrunning as well. I love all these little communities that exist around the world, around video games. It's so cool. Every every person brings in a new uh, theory. Uh, even on like, just open up Reddit and you'll see some weird snippet about anything. It's amazing to see uh, how many different uh, things you can do with the game. I don't even know where to start with <laughs> with that. Let's talk about how it works. Just what are some of the general rules and tactics? For speedrunning, just in any game, not just Days Gone. What are just some of the basics? Um, repetition. Practice makes pervert. It's a wordplay and practice <laughs> makes perfect. But um, <laughs> that's like what that. it is, basically. You um, do it again and again and again. And uh, think out of the box. What if, what if, actually, two days ago, first mission. Uh, one of the people... One of the newer guys uh, that started uh, running the game, he decided, what if you go out of the uh, normal route that you do the bike chase in? And we just discovered a way to save two seconds. Doesn't sound much, but the first uh, level is one minute and 46 seconds while doing the normal route. It's consistently like something mm -hmm. like that. You can get a 145, but with uh, those new ideas, we got around 140, uh, 143. Yeah, and over a 90-hour game, two seconds here, two seconds there, that adds up to shave down. Or even over a you know, six-hour or eight-hour playthrough, it's still going to save you time if you save two seconds here, two seconds there, two seconds somewhere else. And now imagine that you are the guy that spent 700 hours to uh, do a Survival 2 speedrun from start to finish, and you get eight hours and one second. And you didn't do the first skip that saves two seconds. How bad would you feel? Uh, the current world record for Survival 2 is eight hours and five minutes. For easy, it's six minutes and 46 minutes. Uh, six hours and 46 minutes, I think. The last big jump was done by me by around 15 minutes. I took everything I learned about Survival 2, brought it over to uh, Easy, added some, mm -hmm. learned some more. Um, also, I tried out routing for 100%. We're going to get to that at some point, but 
I'm not mad enough to try the uh, try to beat uh, Matt Yoger's uh, 19 hour 100% speed run. I'm not mad enough to do that wow. this year. So 19 hours to do the whole game, all the side missions, all the camp jobs, the ambush camps, the hordes. All the achievements. The Nero injectors. All the achievements, basically. It's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Do you do something like that all in one sitting? Absolutely. Like, I get it if you're doing a, a six-hour playthrough, that's uh, that's hard to do without a bathroom break. But how do you do a 19-hour playthrough all in one go, just physically? How do you stay awake? How do you eat? How do you use the bathroom? Like, how do you do all that stuff? Or are you allowed to kind of pause it and pause the no, timer? You're not allowed to pause the timer. You can walk away from the PC, but the timer goes on. So again, how do you, how do you eat? You how eat you while driving. Bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you better think of a way how to do everything uh, at once. While yeah. still playing. Uh, or you take creative pauses. Um, for example, there are some missions uh, that are auto-scrollers. There are some uh, places where you can't just skip, but you can do nothing. You can... Uh, the first example for that comes 56 minutes into a speedrun where you meet Sarah for the first time in a flashback. I was going to say, the flashback, you don't have to do anything. So yeah, that's the built-in bathroom break right there. Yeah, if you're quick. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Meeting O'Brien for the first time as well. Uh, we sprint to, to the bush. We park ourselves there and rest is like, you have to wait anyway for like, a minute. Mm -hmm. That's a solid minute you can use for anything. I usually make tea or bring water or whatever. Interesting. So yeah, you just find those little moments to take care of whatever it is you need to take care of. Or, or you just uh, let the timer go. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the yeah. easiest method. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the best shortcuts you found in Days Gone? To find the best. <laughs> Is it the biggest time save or is it the most interesting? Both, either. However you want to take the question. I think around five days ago I did a video, or was it nine? Something like that. I did a video about saving a minute in one mission just by watching one screen. Um, there's a way that calls can instantly end. For example, if you know the O'Brien call, the Metolia Springs, Mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty long call to take. If you fast travel to uh, Copeland's camp, you finish the hunting uh, mission, shooting, uh, shooting the Bambi. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I saw you. Um, I saw your video of the um, "It's a rifle, not a gun" mission, where you go and and kill the the deer with Copeland, and you kept calling it a Bambi, and I thought that was so it's funny. It's Bambi. <laughs> it's Bambi. <laughs> So um, the thing is there that if you drive into the mission marker, it starts the day-night cycle, which mm -hmm. is completely immersion-breaking by a lot of people. That's what it is, but it's in a lot of open-world games. You can't really uh, fight it. It's necessary if you want the game logic to be like working. But there's a, like around 50%, I would say, uh, chance that O'Brien's call, if you drive into the marker, just as the day-night cycle ends, starts again for like half a second. 
half a second. And if that works, you get a 50-50 chance to save a minute. Instead of wa waiting and listening for the call, you get to go instantly to the mission. What I think is the best shortcut in Days Gone. Well, for the fun part, at least, frog jumping is the way to go. I was going to ask you about frog jumping, because this is something I've seen on your videos, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, can you explain what frog jumping is for people who are not familiar? If you have played the game, you probably know that you cannot jump in the game. <laughs> there is no jump button. Right. So there's a glitch that was found by a player known as No Scope Frog, and they promptly named the glitch Frog Jump. Did he discover it in this game or just in games in general? As far as I know, it's Days Gone specific. A lot of people compare it to the uh, Doom uh, 2016 scroll wheel uh, jump glitch, but it's not the same. It works completely differently. So basically, you, you know the cover mechanic in Days Gone, right? Mm -hmm. Go behind something, you crouch, and then you aim over it. So there are like these specific spots where the geometry gets messed up a bit. So you aim and it tries to correct your angle, but sometimes it just wants to uh, shove you inside a wall and the game corrects itself and throws you away. It took me around three months to actually um, get a actually usable setup for these frog jumps. And every frog jump is different. There is no magical way to know this is the best possible angle. And even if you know the best possible angle, it's uh, random. It's a glitch. You cannot control a glitch 100% of the time because uh, the game is not meant... Well, it's not meant for that. It's an error. <laughs> it's not meant to glitch. Yeah. <laughs> so the way I've seen it, if I can just describe it, it's like you, you stand in a certain spot, aim at a certain point, and then presumably you are in cover and you, you press like the, you know, uh, button to stand up or to aim or something like that. And it kind of like launches you straight up in the air, but to a incredibly high height. Like you're literally like skydiving height. You're right up in the clouds. And I've seen on your videos, you've used that to travel massive distances straight across the map to the next mission without having to get on the bike, without having to drive it. It's kind of like a catapult. It just launches you across the map. It's hilarious and incredible that you even discovered that. And that that's a way that a mechanic that is useful in speed running. Thing is, usually it's not useful. I still do it for style points, basically. Does it save you much time? Um, it doesn't save time, but for example, uh, the radio tower to uh, Hot Springs, uh, Frog Champ, mm -hmm. it does not save any time at all. It's just about the same. But there's a few things uh, that it makes it easier. For example, there, sometimes there are rippers uh, attacking Hot Springs. There are snipers around. You have to think about every part of that. For example, what if a sniper hits you? So you have to maneuver some specific route so the sniper doesn't even see you. What happens uh, during a survival two run when there are three rippers outside that camp gate, basically? It happened to me during the ESA run. Uh, ESA is a charity event uh, hosted in Europe, uh, Sweden to be exact. And it happened to me. It's a time loss because in right. no way you are ready to uh, 
handle free rippers efficiently during a run uh, when you're when you have like 120 HP, you die still in mm -hmm. two hits. If you don't take cover, if you don't uh, like maneuver uh, cautiously, that's a dead run basically because you get thrown all the way back to uh, Cascade Wilderness or wherever the last uh, save point was. Uh, for frog jumps, it's it's kind of different. It's still a risk. The radio tower to hot springs uh, frog jump is, I, I would say, around 30% fail rate. You can get a really good frog or you get absolute garbage frog. <laughs> yeah, but like you say, it cuts down on the... Well, you know almost 100% you're not going to get hit by a sniper. You're not going to have to deal with rippers outside the gate. If you're landing inside the camp, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So it reduces the chance of something else time-consuming happening. It's a risk and a payoff. Well, yes and no. For example, we're going to start uh, using the driving method sooner or later. But if I'm doing... Uh, survival to speed run, like the whole, not like any percent from start to credits, I'm probably going to use the frogs, some of the frogs still, because I know that I don't have the time to drive the bike that much. I, I would rather go for the frog, get the style points. Like it's exciting to watch. <laughs> it's not really exciting to watch a dude drive bike for uh, three hours straight, eight hours straight for that matter. I might as well do it. I like how you, you seem to have so much fun with all of this. You seem to have like a, a kind of the attitude of, you're not trying to be perfect. You're yes, trying to do it quickly and trying to find an efficient method, but you're also having fun with it and trying to, trying to be entertaining. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. You, it, you got to learn every part of the game until you figure out what's the best possible method. But what's the use if you hate yourself afterwards? Mm. For example, I have been grinding the uh, Lost Lake easy for uh, past week, I think. And I've had 20 failed runs. 20! <laughs> the problem with uh, easy mode is that you don't get the butcher talent. Uh, that that fast for survival two. There are some skill points, some skills you cannot learn. So you get the butcher talent really fast. Like when you go to the Marion Forks bear fight, you have the butcher talent already. You get the meat for Boozer from from the bear and the Bambi, and uh, that's a lot of risk gone instantly. For easy mode, there is no such way. You either like have to, I don't know, do nests or do side, side objectives just to mitigate that risk. But what's the use of it if you're losing time? Right. And are you saying, so I haven't really looked at this, but on easy, do you get fewer XP points or why are you not getting the butcher skill when you're playing on easy? Well, as I explained, uh, in survival two, uh, some skills in the survival survival skill tree are disabled. You cannot learn them. Uh, you cannot, uh, for example, there's the uh, skill that outlines enemies through walls. Right. Eagle vision or something like that, I think. I don't even know the name because I'm a usual, 
Like normally I'm a survival two base player and I didn't even know the skill even existed before uh, I, st right. I started checking out other speed runs, other players. I had no idea that the thing even existed. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what are some of the skills that you get then first? What, what's your first few skills that you go for? Um, plants on map uh, that you see plants on the minimap. That is, mm -hmm. then you get uh, double the plant because you have to pick lavender. Right, right. There's, uh, it does not really matter. You get the uh, stealth and the sprint talent, uh, the skill. Then you get the butcher as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. On easy mode, you don't need the butcher. You get the enemies outlined because that's really helpful. You get to know where they are, like, you don't even know how many times I have lost the enemies. <laughs> Imagine a guy just walking off a cliff and just randomly hanging in the middle of a cliff. Huh. During Survival 2, it's a pain because you have no idea where, where that guy is. Because he cannot shoot you, thus he doesn't do any sh sound. He doesn't walk because he's efficiently stuck there. Uh, right. So, uh, like... Sometimes he yells, but there's a low chance. It could uh, absolutely make make or break a run. 30 seconds here or there, basically. Just because one guy decided he didn't want to uh, stay in the camp and fight you. Okay. Uh, the best talent ever is resources that you can uh, like carry more resources. Molotovs, like every kind of consumables, etc. It's the best skill ever and then you go basically ham with the uh, uh ranged weapon skills my current playthrough i've been doing i can normally i do something like that i get like focus shot first and field repairs so i can repair my melee and then i work on the survival skills to get up to carry that weight which is the one you're talking about yeah. where you can hold more items and then i go through ranged and more in the melee this playthroughs, I'm trying to do things differently. I put everything into, or most things into ranged first. And it's okay for the first part of the game, but very quickly you start to get annoyed with not having the butcher skill carry that weight. The uh, Thief in the Night is also very useful. The one that reduces your volume when you're trying to sneak up on enemies. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I regret my decision or <laughs> just... Trying to play it a different way and just seeing the effects of playing it in a different way, just using and prioritizing different things early game really does have a big impact on everything that happens in sort of that middle part of the game until you have enough skill points to fill out most of the skills. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of focus shot, uh, that is the first thing that we get anyway. That is obligatory. You cannot pass it over because uh, the easiest way to ex explain this is every enemy in the game basically dies in one shot if you shoot for the head. Yeah. And As long as they're not wearing a helmet. Yeah, as long as they're not wearing a helmet. But that is like a small amount of enemies. Yeah. Most of them... And the bears as well. The bears don't die with a headshot. The bears have pretty, <laughs> pretty thick skulls. I think I will have a, a, a small amount of uh, PTSD from the uh, Marion Forks pair on Survival 2. <laughs> I probably, I don't know if you saw that video, but the damn thing takes 
120 shots to kill with the SAF. Oh, wow. Uh, imagine being first time there on Survival 2 on your first playthrough. Use up every amount of ammo, every amount of consumables, anything that you can throw at the bear. And then you go into that freaking tunnel and there are six more... <laughs> like six more enemies waiting for you. And you have like mm -hmm. two shots in your revolver. <laughs> I like that about Days Gone. That's one of the great things about it, that it, it just seems to kick you when you're down. It never goes easy on you. Exactly. Um, the game is like, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Everyone is a prick. Yeah. Everyone is a prick. Everyone wants to Including dead. the animals. <laughs> Everyone wants to dead. There is no way to even go about it elsewhere. Yeah. But that's the great thing about it as well, is that everyone's a prick to everyone else. So you can use a bear to take out an ambush camp or use a horde to take out an ambush camp or use an ambush camp to thin out, uh, you know, a swarm of freaks or, you know, just kind of find you can use the freaks to take out all the rippers. Obviously not for a speed run because that's time consuming um, and it's not uh, a very efficient use sometimes of, of all the, the things that you have. But just regular playthrough, if you're stuck without ammo, you have options. You have throwables, you have, you know, melee, you can find so much and you can also just run away <laughs> if you need to. You can just run away. It doesn't punish you for doing things like that. Uh, that's what I like about Days Gone. Speaking of rocks, did you know you can kill a freaker if you throw enough rocks at it? <laughs> How many rocks does it take? I think it was around 28 or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that the one stuck in the marsh when you go with Iron Mike to the Metonius Lava Cave, you can kill them with a rock. Uh, you can kill them. What did I do? Oh, I threw a flashbang at one. And the just hitting it with the flashbang was enough to kill it before the flashbang goes off. Just, just the impact of the flashbang hitting the freak kills it, uh, which is kind of funny. And you can also use rocks to drop down ladders as well, rather than shoot them. It was a lot of fun making that video. <laughs> that's, small, that's a short little clip. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for you that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. If you found yourself in the world of Days Gone, how would you fare? And which camp would you end up in? I have three theories. Uh, number one, Based on my luck, I would be probably infected. <laughs> I think, I mean, the chances are most people would be infected. But assuming you survive, you, you somehow are immune or you don't get infected. Well, camps are, I think they're a big risk. Because I mentioned already, there are no likable uh, people in the world of Days Gone, really. Everyone mm -hmm. is a prick there. And there's a high chance you will get a knife on your back. Also, uh, based on my experiences, the whole Days Gone part as well. It's like, if it's a dog eats dog world, I'd better stay alone. Move south somewhere, somewhere is warm, and just stay out of sight. It's the best option. So you would just be a, a lone drifter. You'd have your own like O'Leary Mountain safe house kind of set up. Just stay out of everyone's way. Um, O'Leary Mountain doesn't look that safe to me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Maybe your own little ambush camp bunker or something. 
But then again, uh, the Cascade Wilderness should be a lot bigger in the real world. So, mm -hmm. like the nature parks, etc. I don't think there will be a lot of people uh, roaming around there. And I would probably, if there's a swamp with a watchtower, that's the place I would go. <laughs> Seems the most reasonable place because it's hard to traverse. There's no point in any, like for any scavenger, drifter, whoever the heck, why would they go into a swamp? Out of all the places, why? There's no point, no value, no nothing going there. For a single uh, survivor, absolutely perfect. Yeah, good point. All right, a couple things before we wrap up. Uh, you can support the Days Gone podcast via buymeacoffee.com slash 8BitTerror. You can do a one-time contribution there, or you can become a member Yes, that's right. You can now support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. There are various levels, each with their own perks and rewards. So please check out all the details at buymeacoffee.com slash 8BitTerror. And I want to give a shout out to my supporters. Miranda Satin, Basics of Pain, Captain Caffeine, Jay Stabby, Obscure by Ink, Hani Okoshe, Anton G, Tom Moose, James Guan, Neanderthal Bard, W.D. Henderson, Dogbone, Bex, and Zylock DNB. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share so more people can find the show. Inzu, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been really fun. As I told you before, you're an absolute teddy bear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.